Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello and welcome to Access All Areas. I'm back. It's uh, Stephen Leng here. And I'm Bobby Norris. Oh, welcome back, Steve. Oh, thanks, babes. I, I, I missed you. I missed you guys. Um, it was, uh, but it, I'm not going to lie. It was nice to be out of the country for a week. <laughs> uh, t- tell me everything because I'm just, I'm living through you at the minute. When I saw your uh, Instagram story and I saw the, the lemon Fanta, I thought that, that's when you know you're on holiday. When the Fanta really lemon's is. out. There's something about it. Yeah, I saw it. Well, basically, yeah. So it's quite a last minute decision anyway to go. But um, I'll tell you what was weird. The airport, actually, I have to be honest. Though, that felt quite weird. A lot of big crowds. Everyone was spaced out, big crowds. There was some problems getting there. Um, as in getting, there was some problem with the, in the airport, blah, blah, blah. It was all running a bit late. Um, but once we got there, Malta's like a dream. They've got very low cases. So if you're double vaxxed, you're allowed to walk around without a mask. You, you, you wear them inside. But we very really went, rarely went inside. The weather was so nice. We were sitting kind of on, you know, little beach clubs and in the town centre, having a, a lemon Fanta or an Aperol Spritz. And Ooh, uh, yeah, we, we stayed in this in this stunning little hotel um, uh, and right in the centre of the capital, Valletta. And it was just perfect for like walking around. And I don't know, it just felt really nice and not quite normal, but like getting there that's what it felt like I think in terms of like a, a a holiday before the pandemic what's an airport situation like is it taking a lot longer to kind of get through and get to the other side you have to do lots of like proving you proving your vaccine status and when you get there you have to prove that you've you've got a test book for when you get back so you know I've been tested all the time um and I'm still testing now I'm basically going to test up to 10 days from one, once I've got off the flight which will take me to this weekend um, and everything's fine so far. So keep your fingers crossed um, because now I'm in Gloucester. Um, so uh, I'm in a little country house up until the weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, so I feel like I'm, I'm feeling a lot charmers. in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Bob? How are things? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you, babe. I, uh, I, like everyone, just try to make the most of the, the, stunning weather that we've had it's just been so lovely so any excuse to eat anything outside whether it's barbecues dinners met up for friends and just had drinks which was really nice kind of had like that little holiday vibe because it was just in shorts and a t-shirt still sat there like gone 11 at night and just still warm um as I say that, and I'm currently recording this, the, the, we're in the middle of a storm right now. Uh, it's wet rain, it's just sheets of water and the thunder, I've not heard anything like it since I was a kid, I don't think. But um, I think it was needed. It's been so, like, m- that muggy, humid yeah. kind of weather, which I always struggle sleeping with. Because um, it doesn't matter. Even if I'm on holiday, I can't not have a cover on me in bed. Oh really? You're one of those out. Yeah, but I, I need something on me, but I like to be cool. So I, I'm a pillar turner. You're um, one of them. Yeah. You'd be a nightmare to sleep next to, Bob, in this weather. I couldn't oh, be having that. Yeah. I, I probably would be a nightmare. Um, 
that, but the whole turning the pillar don't last more than about three minutes in heat like this. But I hate yeah. to be one of them people that even says that and complains because we spend seven months of the year, eight months going on. We want a little bit of nice weather. Yeah. Um, this is the thing. And we've had such a shit couple of months with the weather. And now it's like, I'm too hot. As you can probably see, I'm absolutely sweating buckets. Um, yeah. But, you know, we've got to just take the take the, the rough of the smooth and and, um, and enjoy it while we can, don't we? Oh, absolutely. Well, I think obviously not the the storm I'm currently in right now, but I think that the the heat wave's going to last a bit longer, isn't it? Well, I mean, it certainly is where I am. We're we're having a little uh, me and my friend having a little barbecue outside. Once we've recorded this tonight, it's oh. it's stunning. Um, yeah, we've. I mean, I think it's supposed to last yeah for at least another week, right? But then oh, I hear absolutely. that it's going to be storms and rain after that. So uh, maybe this is a little glimpse of what you've got to come next week, Bob. At least you've picked the right week to go and uh, have a staycation in the UK. Yeah, true. Um, but you know, I'm gonna. I'm, uh, I'm, it's a bit of an awkward one because after after this week, I've, it's my mum's 60th birthday in a couple of weeks. I'm gonna isolate, which did, which is like a which I don't technically have to do now. I'm double vaccinated, and once I've done my 10 days out from the airport, you know. But uh, I just kind of think it's kind of safe thing to do at the moment, especially with numbers so high. And I'm seeing my elderly grandparents and things like that. Um, so, yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully all will be good. But I have to say, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've not been that up on the news this week, but there has been one story, Bob, that I do think we have to discuss. And that is oh. we are, we, I feel like we talk about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle almost every week. But now it's like a whole new different kettle of fish, isn't it? I don't know uh, what you think of it. The, he's releasing a book. Harry is releasing a book now. In in experience from uh, from my job, it's often there's a lot of unintended consequences when royals release books, and perhaps what they think will happen is not exactly what does end up happening. Um, I think it's due out in October. What what do you make of it all? You know, I'm kind of at a stage, and like you say, we I do think we talk about them a lot, and there's just always so much to talk about, and we're just so interested. And yeah. I'm kind of at the stage where I think, what next? Like, nothing is surprising anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you yeah, hear, yeah, 100%. um, and it, it, it's just it's a tough one because obviously, I don't think we know we've not had an official statement of what the book's about, do we? So, I don't kind of know what route it's I'm going down. Sure, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a bit of a memoir, isn't it? And so, it's like him talking about his story from his perspective. I might have got that wrong. Um, I hope I haven't. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're I think he's gonna he's gonna have to, the, the penguin who have signed him up to do the book are not gonna they're gonna want their pound of flesh right they're going to want something interesting in the book because otherwise who's going to buy it um yeah. so yeah i mean apparently prince charles has been totally like blindsided by it um, and you can imagine why there's kind of always two sides to the coin with a situation like this because i think depending on the route he goes with he's so openly spoke about mental health and yeah. uh, that's close to his heart and by maybe putting pen to paper um, and speaking about his experiences could help people, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, to be fair, he's, he's, he's had quite a life, let's face it, do you know what I mean? To be born into being a prince, obviously devastatingly lost his mum at a young age. Um, what he's done throughout his career, like, with, with everything, like the armed forces, 
I kind of think that there is a story there. I just hope it doesn't cause more. And again, this is what I was correct about because we talk about them so much. I almost think I'm talking about them like it's a reality show now. Um, and I feel like we just feel that we don't know if they've made up or if words were said at the Diana statue with Harry yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and William. Um, but if anything has been kind of semi-resolved or if there's been sit-down conversations yet, I just hope that the book ain't going to kind of upset the apple cart again and just cause more more drama with, with the brothers. Um, I've I got a feeling it's going to. I, I don't see how he can't at least mention the fact that he's fallen out with them. They've already talked about it, haven't they, in that Oprah interview. It's not like they're... Um, they're afraid to talk about it but and I guess with the book at least he has a bit more control over what it says because when you're speaking freely and openly uh you know it can be you might not necessarily intend what you say but once it's on paper you know um then you know you know exactly how people are gonna uh, construed it every word is going to be poured over I mean I have no doubt about that the, the press mm. is gonna have a field day um yeah I think I can't see that yeah like it that it won't upset some people but we also just have to to keep in mind that he's his own person, right? And he's allowed to do what yeah. he, he wants. And it's and... his truth. It's his story. And yeah. like you say, it, he's, he's been very open over the last couple of years and has spoken out about things. I, I know recently in a podcast he spoke about his relationship with his dad and how he feels that's been, um, that there's the stuff with the Queen. So the fact that it is almost like a memoir and an autobiography, you kind of can't not put in that what's already out there because otherwise it just becomes well it's a novel and it's so yeah, yeah, you yeah. kind of got to talk about what we already know which again he's always kind of like run the risk of opening up old wounds but um he's his own man and um I, i'm sure a lot of people will be reading it and the thing is i'm not the biggest of readers um i think even i'm gonna buy it and read it do you think Mm, I'm just intrigued, but is that this is where I and I always say to you, I it's because I feel that they've definitely stepped more into the world of celebrity now because there's a mm -hmm. lot of royals that could write books, no tea, no shade. I wouldn't be rushing to Waterstones to buy a copy. Do you, you know, know what I mean? Prince of Dan's book or, uh, or Prince and, Edward's book? No, and Edward, it, it ain't for me. Um, <laughs> it ain't going on the Amazon Prime cart. <laughs> but uh, Harry, I think I probably will because of maybe what we have seen on Unravel in the last few years yeah. going to America and that whole situation. And, and is he going to mention the, the baby girl's name and the whole debate of if he asked the Queen? I mean, it's going to be quite a book. Yeah, I think I, I, I think you'll, the only thing is, I mean, yeah. I don't know even if I will need to read it because I feel like all the important bits will be poured over by everyone in the right. serialisation in the papers the weeks before. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting and exciting to see what he has to say, I think, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure uh, in the day job, you'll be uh, you'll be knowing probably word for word and we'll probably be having to write about it for weeks or months to come. I should imagine you're exactly <laughs> right there to Bob, to be honest. Yeah, I think but, you're right. Um, something like that. It's not just any old autobiography. Something like that. That's got potential to hang around for years. That kind of goes down in, well, it's history in the making, isn't it? 
So well, look, um, at, look at um, Princess Diana and the book that she released, you know, all them years ago. People are still talking about that now. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, obviously, it's a slightly different story with her because she's no longer here, but um, and she can't talk about it anymore, obviously. But but I do think that he's uh, he's going to potentially be opening a can of worms that he can't put back in the tin once it's uh, once it's done. So watch this space. Yeah, so from royalty is. to pop royalty, have you seen the uh, Britney stuff? Diamond yeah, ring on actually, the engagement finger. Um, uh, yeah, so, so apparently she she might be engaged, right? But I actually am a little bit out of the loop with it. What's 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 the deal? What's the deal? Because I saw she was like posting things on Instagram or something about her sister and stuff yeah, like that. So I, I get the feeling I, I think something's gone down with her and the sister. A village called Jamie. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, and she's now put out some kind Baby of, Liv. yeah, she, she's done like an, an Instagram post. Um, and I think she's been quite vocal in terms of she's asking for her, just get this correct, I think she's asking for her dad to be charged with, what does she want the dad to be charged with? Oh, she wants Jamie Spears, the dad Jamie, charged with conservatorship abuse. So I mean, it's a big charge, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think she's her own lawyer now, isn't she? Which has yeah. kind of put her in a much better situation for her case. Yeah, I think the the free Britney thing has just become such a massive deal now, hasn't it? And I think because we've heard her speak about it for the first time, and she's in control of her social media, I think for the first time properly, we're seeing a whole different side to her and who she is and what she wants from her life. And to have been stuck in this conservatorship for 13 years and then be unable to get out of it, have you? I mean, if I was coming up 40 and my my dad was still in control of my finances, I'd be pretty angry as well, you know? Like, like yeah. unless I was in a compromised state and I understand that she needed it back those 13 years ago, but not anymore. And I think it's, it's quite cruel in a way. Um, I think if you're selling out Vegas residences, you can you can go and pick your kitchen colour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you should be allowed to be able to buy a £4,000 handbag if you want one without using your $2,000 allowance. Allowance, when you're making tens of millions of dollars, still going... I think that's what so many people are confused about with this. There's no denying and taking away. If this was in place and was truly needed for someone, of course, it, it would be a different ballgame and none of us knows what goes on behind closed doors. But I think what we all struggle with is... You, it seems how can someone have a career, be earning that money and be seen so publicly and holding down some really big primetime shows over in the States, being judges on, on shows and, and stuff like that, and and then can't go DFS and pick some new kitchen cupboards? I mean, I would die to see Britney Spears in DFS. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess it's a, a really a case of watch your space, isn't it, with her? It truly is. It truly is. But uh, again, I, I don't think we've heard the last of that. And um, I don't know when we find out the actual outcome, but I definitely think it, it's looking like people are sitting up and listening to her a little bit now, especially now she's changed the lawyer. So um, I think I think we'll get an outcome fairly soon. I'm, I'm pretty confident, but we'll, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, we do have a very exciting show ahead of us today. You um, Actually, uh, you did a little pre-record, didn't you, with H from Steps, which will be playing at the end of the show. How was that? Really nice. Yeah, we did a little pre-record a couple of days ago. Uh, caught up with H. So, um, yeah, end of the show. Definitely tune in to that. It's a good chat. 
got some great guests tonight as well, haven't we? Yeah, we certainly do. We've got um, Kelsey Parker, um, who is the the wife of Tom Parker, who you may know from The Wanted. Um, and uh, yeah, she's she's doing some work with the Diana Awards and uh, to talk uh, about that with her. And we've also got uh, Robert Van Tromp, who I believe is is ready to come in. Um, he is from Too Hot to Handle, um, this latest series on Netflix. So um, let, let's get him in and, and have a little chat about it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, you're right, Robert. <laughs> I'm all good. I'm all good. How are we doing? Really good, thank you. Really good, mate. How's it now all going? <laughs> yeah, all good. All good. Yeah, it's been a, been a crazy, crazy couple of weeks, as you can probably imagine. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's been great. And um, genuinely, the reception's been very good. So yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't complain. What's what? What made you so too hot to handle? Is obviously it's got a, a similarity to the to the kind of dating shows, but there's obviously quite a significant twist in that you're not supposed to go anywhere near the people you're interested in, right? Um, what yeah. made you want to sign up in the first place? Well, I mean, to be honest, if I knew it was too hot to handle, I wouldn't have signed up. Straight <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I would have just gone away on holiday by myself. You know, I mean. I'd... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was approached, um, actually back in 2019 in Ibiza, uh, for, for Love Island and, uh, kind of went through the process of that, uh, kind of pulled last minute. And then the same person, uh, asked me if I wanted to go on a show called Parties in Paradise, which was, uh, ideal. which was sold to me, like half naked girls on a boat in the Caribbean. And I was like, okay, this sounds amazing. Lots of booze as well. And I was like, and this sounds unbelievable. Um, and yeah, it turned out to be, I mean, there were some similarities, but obviously the the, the massive one was um, obviously we had to abstain from um, from any kind of physical contact and obviously self-gratification as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. So but when the, the penny dropped and you found out it was too hot to handle, did you kind of think, well, well, what did you think? Did you think, shit, I've done a wrong on here. I should have done Love Island. Where's <laughs> 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 the boat? <laughs> yeah, look, do you know what? The first thing is, it's funny you say that, because one of the first things I did think to myself was, doesn't look like the kind of place to be a big boat around here, you know? <laughs> I, just, I, can't, I can't see any boat. And that was, I was thinking, ah, something's, something's fishy going on around here, you know? The, the first is no boat. And then, um, you know, the way in which they they... They set it up to be like, um, you know, I got, t- I got told on my date with Carly that it was going to be the two up to handle. And the fact that I'd actually never seen the first series anyway, um, I was away traveling for quite a significant long, uh, amount of time. So I'd never seen the first series. And so when she told me it was this two up to handle, I was like, OK, well, so they've changed the name of the show. It doesn't, doesn't make any, any difference to me. But when she dropped the penny of the... Uh, you know, there's uh, there's there's gonna be no sex, no kissing, and that. And I was like, I think my reaction, like, it was like, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is going on here? This is crazy. But it was just the the, the magnitude of the situation, like, whereby I was already kind of like quite nervy because you know I, I I had like a towel over my head going into the retreat where the dating spot was, and then this girl coming out and 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 basically like having our date and at the end basically saying to me oh by the way what you thought you were going on is nothing at all what we're going on so it was quite um quite overwhelming really to be honest but it has actually all worked out pretty well for you because you've managed to uh to find a, a love there right yeah i mean do you know what 
it's it's one of those things, and, and I think I wrote this on one of the captions on um, when I first put a photo of last two. I was, you know, you never think that you're going to go on a on a TV show or, and particularly like a dating show, um, where they they have specifically selected you as kind of horny singletons around the world, and actually never you never actually imagine that you would actually find a girl who you end up being crazy about so it's like it's 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 really like a a unique a unique outcome from a situation where you have to do everything backwards you know you there's no there's no more um you know having sex straight away it's it's kind of having to learn to build a genuine deep connection with someone uh which is is i've i've to be honest i've struggled with a lot in the past so it's 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 definitely been a learning experience for me so how is it being back in reality but not reality tv and that now away from the show away from the cameras is yeah. it all you could have wanted and more it's do you know what it's it's just a, such such a different life um you know whereby you know you might be walking on the street and you know you have those days where maybe you're not 100 percent, and you just you haven't really showered before the gym and you're walking to the gym and then you might be like oh it's rob from two up the handle and it's like oh i wish <laughs> i wish you hadn't caught me on this kind of day whereas you know if you're going out and people don't recognize you you're happy to kind of like but it's 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 part of parcel of, of the process and being on a on a on a tv program that's international so there's always gonna be people that will recognize you and you know, even if I did have like a kind of awkward, gingery, kind of blondy hair dye in my hair. <laughs> but I look, I, even people still recognize me. So it's, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, been a, an unbelievable experience, I guess. And the, and the two weeks coming out have been, have been amazing. They've been really, really cool. And people have been so supportive. Watching it back, obviously, being being on TV, you know that you, you film so much more than ever makes the final episode once a show gets edited. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on how the episodes have been edited? Would you say it's a true reflection of what you remember actually being there? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, Thank it's, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know, it's... it's um, like you said, obviously, what actually appears on the ten episodes uh, is not actually not always a genuine, true reflection of what actually happens on the show. And and myself and Christina, um, we were well, I think we were actually in the retreat for a total of ten days, and I think the filming spanned across the twenty-one days. So we we're in there for essentially half the time, and um, you know, we couldn't keep our hands off each other. We were really struggling to go to bed, sleep next to each other. Well, yeah, obviously that was that, 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 that 20 seconds app, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> but like most of the time I genuinely had to go out in the middle of the night and just take a breather and sit outside. I was like, I'm not ready for this. Like I, I'm, I'm genuinely not cut out for this. Like I thought to myself, like I need to just take a breather for half an hour get outside and just kind of hope that it all blows over, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the whole experience, like I said, was just, uh, was just crazy. Do you think that this is going to lead to further reality stuff for you? Or are you kind of happy? Do Is it kind of that, are you done with that sort of side of things now? What are you thinking? I mean, I'm always open to another reality uh, dating show. Uh, but obviously, been in a relationship. Um, as well as yeah, I was going to say, like, she, yeah. Christina might <laughs> yeah. have a problem with that. Yeah, I mean, not like an act, <laughs> maybe like a couple's one. Um, or some sort of game show or, some, or something along the lines. But um, yeah, I mean, 
like the whole experience was everything I kind of imagined it would be and more to be honest even like the way in which you're treated you know outside of, of filming and like all the kind of the, the chef and the cooking and the hospitality is is amazing so the, the whole experience like I said is, is so cool and I definitely would do that kind of thing again but obviously not as a as a singleton more of as a as a couple or as a maybe like a game show like a challenge or something along the lines you know <laughs> and how is the relationship going now? Obviously, away from the cameras and uh, the show's finished. Any plans to move in together? Yeah, well, I mean, well, she's she's actually here right now, but <laughs> I mean, she, but we're um, we are looking. Uh, on, yeah, well, first and foremost, we're not entirely sure where we want to live. Um, we're actually we're right. actually debating looking at potentially moving to Milan uh, and having. Which nice. would be a little bit different, a little bit different to London, but um, yeah, yeah, having some time there and kind of not to kind of get away from it all, but we still obviously want to be very much involved in kind of the, the two or the handle experience uh, and kind of the aftermath of it, but almost kind of have a change of scenery and go somewhere a bit more classy. No offense to London, but you know, but you are a bit sorry, go on, go on. I was going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the travelling as well. And any opportunity I can get to kind of get away from the UK. I mean, I, I've, the last two years I've pretty much been travelling around anyway. And the fact that I've now got an exotic international girlfriend, it makes even more of a reason to go and go abroad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how have you found it, like, the lack of travelling and stuff for the last year? Or have you managed to get away and do bits and bobs? Because, I mean, it's been quite a challenge for a lot of people, isn't it, staying, staying at home? Absolutely. You know, if, if, if I told you that... Uh, you know, after the kind of getting scouted in Ibiza in 2019, I basically had said to my job, I said, I'm going to go away, leaving my job. I'm going to go and travel for three years around the world. Uh, I'd save my Tiny. money. And, yeah, and I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go everywhere. I'm talking Asia, Africa. I want to see the whole lot. Okay. And I think it got like two months in and I was in Costa Rica or Nicaragua. And then I got told, whilst uh, in Central America, there was a global pandemic happening. I was like, oh, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. I ended up spending, I spending three and a half months on this tiny little little island in the Caribbean called Little Corn Island. Had no wow. roads, no, no airports, barely any people. And it was just there, like this most surreal experience. And wow. it was just, yeah, I mean, like that, that was uh, quite different, obviously, to being on what to handle, but it's still similar challenges, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, a strange start to, to the pandemic. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So the, the, the no travelling thing uh, is like the, the biggest love I have. So, yeah, taking that away. But obviously the, there were bigger problems out there. But, yeah, I mean, it was I, I definitely missed it. And, and how is everything with all of you that have been on the show? Are you all in touch? Do you have like a, a two to Angel Series 2 WhatsApp group? Yeah, we have a, we have a, a big one. Then we have one uh, for the... But me and me and the three other lads, uh, me, Cam, Nathan, and Pete are probably the, the closest boys. Uh, they were like my brothers in there, and you know, like sleeping next to Christina and having like Cam in the other bed and then Nathan in the other bed was like, I don't know, it was like being away with your mates and your girlfriends. It was just so like it was such a cool experience, and like that's the best way I can describe it. Like a one big slumber party in the Caribbean, you know, it was just awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's the what do you have any regrets about not doing love island i mean obviously it's come back and and seems to be as big a success as ever what what do you think about that would you know that's a really good question um like i the time i mean like may time 2019 i had um i 
split up with my ex-girlfriend. I was like, I'm going to go traveling by myself. Um, three years, going to do it. And she was like, oh, she was upset, but a bit supportive of it. And then um, a few months later, obviously the Love Island reps saw me in, in Ibiza and my kind of head was a bit like, okay, well, maybe I do, maybe I do Love Island. I don't know. And then like, I went through the whole process, um, everything from um, seeing all the producers. I had all my jabs done for South Africa, my visa application. Um, and they told me I was starting the show uh, in Cape Town. And I was pulled at the last hurdle. Um, ah. And actually, look, and actually, and actually, looking back, you know, I'll be open and honest. Genuinely, that day, I was actually, like, I was gutted. I was like, oh, okay, I've gone through the whole process. It was like six stages. Uh, I was gutted, but then to actually go on a show that was probably actually more suited for me um, and more kind of up, up and coming uh, on Netflix worldwide was a blessing in disguise. But a blessing that I didn't know at that moment in time. I was a bit like, oh, okay, I'm a bit gutted by this, but it ended up being a real silver lining for me, you know. Everything happens for a yeah. reason. Absolutely, yeah, it really, really does, and uh, and it really taught me. It really taught me. Okay, you know that that wasn't for you, and this this is it. And it's like that moment where I was on the plane to and Caicos, and I thought to myself, okay, this is this is the moment now. Uh, live it up and see what happened. Obviously, didn't know I was, what I was getting myself into, but <laughs> but yeah, like I thought to myself, what an amazing thing to kind of look back on, and it, and it absolutely was. And you met Christina. Anna met Christina. Yeah, Anna met, and the love of my life, Christina. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, can't, I honestly can't complain. Uh, it, made everything, it made everything so special in there. And even the time that he spent in it, I mean, we were five out of ten episodes. Yes, I would have loved to have started. Yes, I would love to have finished, finished this, uh, the series. But ultimately, me and Christina were put in as bombshells or grenades, whatever you want to call it, as a reason. And, and I get that, you know, the, the, the pressure of, of having to deal with that date scenario was hectic <laughs> to say the least you know like when you've got like all this camera crew and you know you're laying there and like the sun's coming down and it's just overlooking the, the ocean and then you've got this girl come in and it's just it's just so intense uh but i just i don't know i thrive on it and, and i absolutely loved it and yeah i mean what what a cool thing to look back on so done yeah and no regrets no regrets i mean obviously like the, the the difficult thing for myself looking back at it is you know i don't i don't want everyone anyone to ever say to myself or christina oh okay you know you guys took the easy route because you're both with the uh, grades coming in you know and i've always said you know to christina or anyone if christina had started i would have done absolutely everything i could uh to make sure that i i was finishing this series with with christina or made, made you know every single attempt <laughs> to make sure she was my girl. So yeah, I mean, look, it, it just worked, it just worked out to be the fact that um, the girl that I fancied the most came in at the same time as me. Um, so. It's all worked out in yeah. the end. All kind of. <laughs> it, it did, yeah. I mean, like, happy days. I mean, it was looking back, you know, I think to myself, okay, you know, we're newbies, we're showing the bed. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, well, this is probably the one I'd want to show the bed with. So I was like, happy days. I'm just like, <laughs> It's almost like out of default with the first night I got to share a bed with her. I was like, okay, well, this, this is probably the girl it, that I, I would have picked. Yeah, this is probably the girl that I, I would have picked, you know? And I'm thinking in my head, okay, it's as easy as this, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, like, yeah. But well, it's been amazing. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that. Well, Robert, thanks so much yeah. for talking to us this evening. Really appreciate it. And, um, and best of luck with whatever comes next. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Honestly, I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. No, no worries. I'll take care, mate. Stay safe. Bit Big love. See you later.
Bye. 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 See you later. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I could do too hot to handle. No, I If I, I really fancied someone, I don't know if I could keep my hands off them. I mean, it's a great concept for a show. Uh, yeah. As a viewer, but I imagine it's very, very hard to be a contestant on it. Yeah, 100%. Um, well, nice guy, though, and, uh, and great to very meet nice. you. In fact, we, we, have, uh, we have Kelsey now ready to come in, so let's get her in and have a chat. Hi. Hello, bye. Hi, Hi. Kelsey. Sorry, you just... You just caught me icing my head with my drink. I'm so it's, hot. It's hot in it. <laughs> it certainly it is. <laughs> How are you? Are you enjoying the heat? Yeah, well, not with two kids. Not really. Yeah, I can't imagine it's easy. It's not fun. <laughs> how, how have things been? Yeah, good. Getting there. There's a, you, you, there's a lot going on at the moment, isn't there? You're working on a lot of different things. Yes, I've got so much going on. Very busy. Talk us through some of them. Um, well, it's just been released that we've been working on a documentary for Stand Up to Cancer. Yeah. Um, so that has taken a lot of time up, obviously. And then, uh, obviously, Tom is in treatment at the moment. Yeah, um, so for anyone that doesn't know, do you want to explain a bit about Tom's condition and, and what, what the deal is and, and why, you're, why you're doing this documentary? Um, so Tom was diagnosed with a glioblastoma, brain tumour, um, well, it's actually coming on a year. I can't believe it's almost been a year. Wow, yeah, I remember when the news came out. Um, yeah, so, yes, we, Tom's... Uh, so we've been filming a documentary just following us and following our, our journey, really, of living life with a brain tumour and having two kids and Tom being 32, so... Yeah. How is Tom <laughs> feeling at the moment? Do you know what? Well, he's, actually, he's actually doing really good at the moment, so... Oh, good. Is, uh, how, how did he first find out? What was his symptoms? Because there's so many um, cancers out there that are spoke about where people kind of know what to look out for. Um, but, but something like brain tumors, you don't always generally know. It, it's hard because you don't physically feel a lump. Do you know what I mean? Like as if you were feeling... No, but they do show themselves. Like, oh, do Tom, they? Yeah. Tom's personality changed. I thought he could have been, I thought he could have had depression. I thought, I, I thought, you know, we're having another baby. I thought, is he depressed? Um, yeah, he, his ears were hurting him. And he also, he had, he had two seizures. The first one I wasn't there for, but the second one, six weeks later, we, we witnessed. But when Tom had his first seizure, he did actually take himself to the hospital and he said, something's not right. There's something not right with me. So he did all the right things. You have to listen to your body. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same with any, any, any illness, isn't it? You have to be aware of what you, you know, you have to kind of listen to if you feel different, like pay yeah, attention, definitely. basically. I just how's, it, to... how's it been filming oh, the documentary? Go on, go on. Go I was just going to say, how's it been filming the yeah, documentary? It's, it's, it's been... A... Is it quite yeah. intense? And it's... Yeah, I bet. Just, I, the thing is with me is I'm like a really positive person. So I think filming a documentary just like, it's really hard because it highlights that as well. And, and the fact that we are quite positive and that we live our life with this positive yeah. mental um, attitude. And I think that's the only way that I do actually, could actually wake up and actually get through the day. Because obviously I have got young kids. This has yeah. happened to us. So I think you have to try and be as positive as possible. But yeah, I think I think that's what our documentary highlights. And, you know, it's not all... Obviously, it's going to have its sad moments, of course. But yeah, it's, 
just want people to watch it and feel positive about are you a rubbish still filming for that or have you just have you finished filming now no we're still filming so yeah and when do we when will we see and are the, and are the kids involved as well yeah the, ki the kids are, have been in it and they're great i mean aurelia's two now so she's like a funny little added addition because throughout the, the documentary what you'll see is her speech has come on and how much she's grown up as well so it'll be quite nice for us in years to come to watch back oh yeah yeah <laughs> to be like the the home uh, home videos yeah but uh, oh, yeah, there's been moments yeah, where she's yeah. even closed the door and the producer's faces have been like, no more, honey, no more. <laughs> yes, this is what we like. She's a woman. She's yeah, a woman yeah. I love herself. it. <laughs> You've also been keeping busy working alongside um, online bullying and stuff. Yeah. How's so, all that going? Yeah, so I've been asked to join um, the anti-bullying campaign, the Diana Award, um, I've, I've run a performing arts school for the last um, 10 years now and um, obviously I work really closely with kids so as soon as they ask me to get involved and you know bullying is just we do so much stuff with the kids and talk about bullying that is for me I was like yeah I want to be part of this please can I come and jump on with the campaign campaign with you. And what's it, what exactly is involved in the campaign? So it's just getting children to speak out and don't face bullying alone. Um, mm. You know, I've, kids, have some haven't got the confidence to speak out. I mean, when I was a kid, I was, I was really confident. I've never suffered from confidence issues. I went to a performing arts school. And also bullying wasn't massive there because we were all there for the love of what we did. But I know that, you know, yeah. now kids don't have that at school. And I just think social media and lockdown has made it a million times worse for them like um i've got younger brothers and my 14 year old brother he plays um online and gaming and you know when someone chucks you out of the game and whatever when you're online it takes that could take you a month to get back on that game with someone because mm. with social media it's, it's so much harder but if you're face to face you know you can talk your friend around and go oh come on let's be mates again so i just think i think bullying's been so big through this whole COVID pandemic as well. And I just think if kids can speak out about it, if they can speak to someone like me, like their dance teacher or their teacher at school or their parents, like I just think if we can get them to talk out about it, then they can hopefully resolve the problems. That's exactly it, isn't it? It's like you have to talk about it because you can't, as a child, you can't deal with all these feelings and emotions by yourself. You know what I mean? You don't know what to, what to do with it all. So, yeah, to speak out is the most important thing. Even example, people say to me, how do you get through this situation with Tom? Like, how do you wake up? How are you positive? I said, because I speak about how I feel. If I'm worried about something, I will... I can verbalise that and say, oh, I'm worried about this situation. If I talk to my mum and she'll go, right, just calm down. This is what it is. So I just think a problem shared is a problem halved. And I just think if you have got any problems and you can speak out about it, then then people are around to help. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just okay. don't face it alone. That's what the campaign's about. Don't face this alone. Absolutely. Because there's always going to be someone that, someone that can listen and someone that can relate. And unfortunately, so many people are going through it and it's not an isolated occasion. So it's, it's a great campaign. It's, it's telling kids that they're, they're not alone and just speak out and um, hopefully will make them feel better. Yeah, hopefully it will help because I think we're going to get a lot more of, of this bullying 
situation so i just think yeah if we can if we can do something about it now and nip it in the bud then hopefully something can be done like it's just such a hard situation how have your kids kind of dealt with obviously not only with the with with tom's issues but obviously with with the pandemic as well how are they coping through it all because you you think as well like oh um aurelia being too that she doesn't pick up on stuff she picks up on yeah. everything really really like, yeah. even the day that tom got diagnosed we came back we didn't cry we didn't do anything she was just on one just just she could just read the emotion yeah yeah it's just yeah she she's been okay because i think where we have had loads of stuff going on she hasn't suffered with like being in on her own but obviously my son Bodie was born He's nine months. He's not been to one class. He's not done anything. Whereas she did the whole baby sensory and got and got yeah, to have yeah. stuff. She, he's starting swimming lessons for the first time in September. So, I have, I've had a friend who who had a baby right at the beginning of the pandemic, and she said that she was worried because the, her daughter hadn't met any other kids. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "It's just such a weird setup, and and that's not normal, is it? You know, like right. so." So we run a stay in place, so like a mother and baby group, and you'd be so surprised the mums that come and their kids haven't even met people before. Jeez, I mean, that's terrifying when you say it out loud, isn't it? Yeah, literally, they're coming, they're just be in the corner. Or I had a, a, a mum came and she had a four-week-old baby and she said, I know my baby's not old enough to go on any of the soft play, but can I come? I said, yes, this is what this, cl- like, this club's about. Like, come, speak to us. Like, yeah. she was in such a state about, like, you know, having this baby and not having anyone to talk to. Oh, God, it's just horrible. I mean, the whole thing. Just the whole knock-on effect of everything that's gone with this pandemic. It, it's, yeah. it's just snowballed, isn't it? And as the little thing, sometimes as someone who's not a parent yet myself, I guess, yeah, you don't even think of them side of things that kids haven't even met other children yet or they're missing out on yeah. what they would have been doing. Um, but uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just so what, sad. What we did for our kids that attend our performing arts school is we put on a, a class called a positive energy class, which they signed on and like obviously on Zoom and we spoke about their feelings and how they were feeling. And now we actually do it in real life with them because I just think... That's that great. If they, if they can talk about it, you know, even if, when we was doing it on Zoom, it was like they were going, oh, we stayed in our pyjamas all day. Like, because they were doing it online and it was like, we were sat here and we're not doing anything. I said, right, so set a goal. Wake up at seven o'clock, eat your breakfast and put some clothes on for the day. Like, get ready, like act like it's normal and create yeah. a normal environment. Yeah, totally, I get that. Yeah. Some form of routine, it, it's uh, helps really so important. much, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, just well, for kids for us as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and actually, I learned that during the beginning of the pandemic. You know, at the beginning, I didn't. I was just getting up and doing doing my job in the day, and just get like. But once I started to put a routine into it, then actually, I started to feel better about myself. And yeah, kids would be exactly the same. I should have. Oh yeah, when I had Bodie, I was literally in this rut that I was like getting dressed at like twelve o'clock. I wasn't getting like up, but then I was like, "What am I doing?" I'm literally wasting the day, so I had to get up, get the kids dressed, get myself dressed, and like get a routine going. I was like, "What am I doing?" Wasting life. We've all been, we've all been through it this last year and a bit, haven't we? Yeah, um, we really well, have. Well, Kelsey, good, best of luck with the documentary and um, and with the uh, the Diana Award. It's, it sounds like a great campaign. Yep. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah, thanks okay, for coming. Thank on. you for joining. us. send our love to Tom, won't you? I will do. Yeah, thank please you do. So much. Bye, bye. Hon, bye. Oh, what a lovely lady, and um, oh, yeah, so I mean, lovely. Must be very difficult dealing with what she has to deal with with Tom, but she's uh, she's doing it and she's doing it well.
Absolutely. Oh, bless them. Well, we've um, we've got H coming up now, um, so uh, can't wait to hear what he has to say. Hello, H. How are you, babe? I'm really good. I'm I'm, I'm on a multitasking mission. I'm literally <laughs> on full on dad mode. How about you? I'm really good, really good. Thank you, thank you for making the time in your busy diary. I know you're hectic to to have a little chat with us. You're very welcome. Yeah, I'm spinning lots of plates. I'm juggling lots of balls, but life is good. Yeah, it's good to be busy though, isn't it? I think especially now there's light at the end of the tunnel. But keeping working's good. I know you've got kids as well. That must be a whole other element of keeping busy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is keeping busy, and there is full on. I mean. The last year and a half has been relentless. I'm not going to lie. You know, I've worn many hats. I've been teacher, you know, breadwinner, cook, caregiver. So I'm not going to lie. I have earned my stripes and I will fly the flag. Absolutely. I mean, do you know what? Whenever I had little bouts of kind of, I hate even saying the word boredom because I felt guilty for feeling bored during the 415 lockdowns we've had over the last year and a half. And I thought, Bob, you've just got to sit at home and watch Netflix. There's people out there that are homeschooling. They've got children or people that are working on the front line. I thought, gosh. So I actually used to feel bad for for getting a little bit bored in it all. I mean, that's part of your reality. And you know what? People dealt with the situation in many different ways. I know that mental health was a, a massive mm. issue over the last year, and people suffered, you know, in so many different ways for different reasons as well. So, but that was your reality, and you dealt with it, you know, appropriately. How did you find the various lockdowns with having two young children? Oh, wowzers. Well, it was hard. You know, like I, I've, I've reeled off a list of things that I became and it was all very unexpected. Mm. Um, the one thing I found was that I needed to find time for me. And I never really got that because, you know, luckily my kids are sleepers, so they sleep all night. So um, they were up at seven, but I didn't have, uh, you know, a, a respite until, you know, eight o'clock at night. So I was last in the pecking order. I was, you know, literally the, the one that at last, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> as long as their needs were met, they were happy, then I was happy. And you've been able to keep busy still working via Zooms, I guess, like, like a lot of us. What would we have done without Zoom? I'd never even heard of it before this panny day came about. Oh my god! I mean, it's a bit temperamental. I've done a lot of my interviews. You know, um, I, I I was chatting to Holly and Philip on this morning once, and you know, the the link went down. So you know, there are a whole <laughs> array of technical errors that can happen. Um, but thank goodness for the internet and you know and technology at our fingertips. I w- I wouldn't have have lasted otherwise. And also, so many people in our industry and so many of the arts have been really affected, like with, with theatres closing, everything, and touring. I know you have rescheduled. You're back in October with the Steps Gang, aren't you? Nearly, almost. We are a year postponed, so almost to the day. So we actually we've been given the green light, and the tour is going ahead in November. So the whole of November, we're touring, and we have the album, which is available to pre uh, pre order now, but it's out on the 10th of September. So yeah, we're super excited. And are you looking forward to get back in on stage together? Did you have like zooms to get, step zooms? All of that stuff. But, you know, before all of that, I mean, it's because you're not a parent, Bobby, Mm. you don't realise this. But today is the last day of term. (laughs) So it it is literally all all guns are blazing now. So we're we're talking holidays and uh, it's it's tough because of the year and a half that we've had. I need a bit of respite. I need to go on, on holiday and I need to know that my kids are stimulated and catered for as well. So if they're happy, then I'm happy. Uh, and tell me about this, um, the, the holidays. I, I know you're, you're very 
keen to, to speak about for, for single parents, especially after the last year and a half and everything, trying to organise holidays, what goes with that and what's involved. So tell me a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, the traditional family unit has changed. You know, families come in all shapes and sizes and they have all different kinds of needs. So I've teamed up with this incredible company called Verbo. So it's vrbo.com. And they cater for non-traditional families to go on holiday. So I went on the website last night with my kids and I said, because they're at an age now where they can actually be involved in choosing where they'd like to go on holiday. Um, I said, where do you want to go? And they went, we want to go to the moon on a rocket. <laughs> Bobby, I can't make that happen. But on the Verbal website, you know, there are incredible magical options. You can um, stay in a hobbit house. You know, you can rent a castle oh. if you have another budget. You can stay in a converted double-decker bus or, you know, live in a tree house. So there are so many different filters on the website that cater for your holiday. And as long as they're happy, like I said, then I'm happy. Oh, how amazing. <laughs> Lovely to have, like you say, all that possibility and all them options. I mean, obviously, the moon's not on the green list. So you could just have to say to the kids, Boris can't allow the moon. But I love the idea of a hobbit house or a treehouse, anything that's a little bit, oh my God, and memories, making memories for young kids in, in properties like that and locations is going to be amazing. Have you decided where you're going to go? Well, I mean, you'll definitely find me either in a hobbit house um, or swinging from a tree, um, <laughs> tree house rather, uh, sipping gin. <laughs> <laughs> and I see this company that you, you've teamed up with specialising also doing Bigger groups, is that right? So for t taking other adults for people that might not have children but are travelling together? Yeah, well, they, they, they specialise in non-traditional families. So whether you're a single parent and whether you're a bigger family, whether you're a blended family. I mean, when I go away, I, t I take my parents with me because I need that extra support. But if I went on um, a holiday, usually I would have to book two apartments and that becomes astronomical in price. Mm. But where Verbo um, exceed is where the, you can actually rent whole properties, like I say, you know, a, a hobbit house. But nearby, you know, you can make sure that there are things, activities that are child friendly. So, you know, splash parks, water parks, nature trails. And then when they go to bed, you can dive in the hot tub and have a little gin and tonic. So, you and know, have a J and T. Yeah, <laughs> all of my boxes ticked. And I mean, of all the years, this is the ideal year for that because I know so many people that are doing staycations. So many people don't want to run the risk of, of booking all this. Like we've seen that's happened to Portugal, it's now happening to IB for things are turning amber, all this traffic light system. Actually, you know where you stand with the UK a little bit more, don't you? Yeah, I mean, we are planning on uh, doing a staycation just for those reasons. I, I, I'm not um, comfortable with doing that with my family. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to opt for the safe option. So, yeah, you'll find me in a converted double-decker bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. H, I wanted to ask you, obviously, a couple of years ago now, broke history, really, <laughs> with Dancing on Ice, first, first male partner, um, two guys together. How was that for you? It was something that I had campaigned for for a long time. Um, you know, whenever I was uh, put forward for a reality show or something quite demanding um, that required a partner, I'd always ask for a, a same-sex partner. And um, I was always denied or declined, and I never got the job, probably for that reason. Um, and then serendipity, you know, all of the stars aligned, and I met with the producers, and I said this time, you know, if I'm going to be considered for this, 
then I'd like to be my authentic self on television and represent my community. And they went, absolutely, yeah, let's do it. And if I'd had had that when I was, you know, a young lad growing up in the Ronda Valley, you know, isolated with no, um, you know, representation or diversity or quality on television, you know, life would have been very different for me. Um, so it, I guess it blazed a trail, you know, and lots of people have followed suit and that splash has made huge ripples and ripples have become waves across the world. It's, it's incredible. It truly is. And I think it's it's so important. I've seen, we've, we've seen Strictly have followed suit by having a same-sex partnership a year later. And I believe reality shows, like all things on TV, be it soaps, whatever, have to show a true reflection of society. And I think it was about time. And I'm so glad that that's happened now because so many people, it, it opens conversations. The amount of tellies that's on in front rooms, you know what I mean? And Shows like Strictly, Dance on Ice, they're multi-generation shows. So people sit there with parents, grandparents. And I, ju I just think it, it's such a great thing. Thank Reality TV-wise, is there a... I mean, you've done Big Brother as well now, Celeb BB. Yeah, done that. I mean, that's no more, but I think it may come back. I mean, it's too good a format to say goodbye to forever. But I, you know, I think my physical days are over. Saying that, I'm going to be doing flying trapeze tonight, so I lied. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find Celebrity Big Brother as a reality show? Because I guess when you're dancing us, you're learning something and you're getting to go home or back to a hotel in Big Brother that there's, there's no going home, is there? Yeah, do you know what? It was a very different game, a very different beast when I did it. Um, there were no social media, there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram, you know, you weren't as accessible as a person. So what you saw was what you get. Whereas these days, you know, a massive part of it is, you know, a can cancel culture. Um, also, you know, the trolls, the bigots that can just say anything they want to without actually being verified, you know, by, by opening an account. And I'm all for that. I think you actually should have the ID of verif verification to, to open an account, a social media account, because it's just absolutely not on. There should be filters on websites to say to, to filter if you're saying anything derogatory, if you're if you're bigot in any case anyway, or you're you're represent you're um, giving false information. You know, there's so many filters they can put on these websites, but they don't. Absolutely. So from someone that's done two reality shows in two generations, really, so Big Brother, no social media at all, to then dancing on ice, social media being the beast that it is now. Did you see a difference being a celeb competing on them shows afterwards in terms of, well, there's the whole troll inside of social media now. And I'm always, I've spoke about trolling for so many years since I started campaigning to kind of put an end to it and make it a crime. But I'm always conscious to say there's far more good in the world and on social media than the bad. But the bad does exist. Oh, totally. I mean, the positive completely outweighed the negative. Um, but, you know, some people took it upon themselves and took time out of their day to actually complain to Ofcom that they had seen two men holding hands dancing on ice. I mean, come on, there are be bigger and better things to worry about. And, and to complain about. So the positive way outweighed the negative. I mean, you have to feel sorry for people that feel the need to get their MacBook out and start typing an email to Ofcom about two men dancing on a Sunday night on ice. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, we were hardly snogging. I mean, we were holding hands. I mean, yeah. if I wanted to snog him, I would have. 
<laughs> so tell me before I let you go because I know you're a very busy man you mentioned new albums coming what can we expect as Steps fans from the new album that's about to be released I am super excited and uh, you probably would expect me to say that anyway but I really am I always say if I wasn't in Steps I would love Steps because I love great pop music and the new album What the Future Holds Part 2 is available now for pre-order but it's actually out you can actually get your hands on it on September the 10th and we've got some hidden gems, some some surprises nobody knows about yet. So I'm super, super excited about it. Oh my God, I can't wait. And one final question I've got to ask. Obviously, in terms of what you've been speaking about with the holidays and the company you've paired up with and being good for single parents, have you done much dating during the lockdowns? A Zoom date? No, I haven't done a Zoom date, no. I'm, because I'm a single parent, that's the last thing on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. So, no, I'm, uh, when I put my kids to bed, my date is a gin and tonic. <laughs> I don't blame you. Don't blame me. But, oh, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, Bobby. Lovely to see you. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll go for a drink. How about that? Let's do it. Me and you, gin and a slim. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, take care. You have a lovely day and enjoy your holiday. Take care. Thanks, Bobby. Bye-bye. H, bye-bye. Uh, well, that was, that was great to hear from H and, um, and, uh, and uh, great to, to um, have him on the show. Um, I think we've had a couple of people from Steps now come on over, over the years. Um, what, what, you, what have you got coming up this week, Bob? Anything exciting? Oh, what is this week? What have I got? So I've got a... Uh... Oh, God, I don't even know. What You've got, got a quiet week. week. That's what you're trying no, to say. I don't, I know I haven't, but I don't know. what. I know it isn't quiet, but I've got something... I'm working, but I, <laughs> I know I've got something work-related. Let's say a secret um, project, Bob, and then we can move on. Secret project, something work-related, <laughs> but I've just lost all... Tr- so it is what's thrown me is actually that I've realised it's... My birthday's in August, and I've realised it's really not that long away. We're almost out of July now. Once Nearly you start time. getting into August, it all becomes a little bit scary. How about you? Obviously, on your holidays for the rest Still of the week. Still on holidays for the rest of the week, um, and then back to work next week, and... Uh isolating so not actually that fun not that much coming up but um well the rest of the whole of the holiday is fun um yeah so so all good um uh, just keeping my fingers crossed that i stay negative until i go see my family that's the most fingers important thing. and toes crossed for you babes i'm sure you'll be fine indeed well um well i guess uh thanks to everyone for being on the show tonight really appreciate it and until next week goodbye Bye, guys you've been listening to access all areas for more information go to foobarradio.com